I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 70. The only podcast for brokers, by brokers. I Love Mortgage Brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today. Bernie Glazer is a mortgage broker with Real Mortgage Associates. He's been a broker for 10 years, based out of London, Ontario. Offered some awesome things about Bernie and what he's doing. I'm stoked about this interview today. Bernie, you ready to rock? I'm ready. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure, Scott. I'm based out of London, like you say, in London, Ontario. I've been a broker for almost 10 years. I've been in the banking industry for over 20, almost 20. I started my my career at Canada Trust, which became TD once they were purchased. And uh, within the banking, I've done telephone sales, right up to mortgage underwriting, income verification, lots of different things, sales management. And uh, that's kind of been the stepping stone to where I am right now. And it's been, uh, it was great sales experience to what I'm doing now. And so what, and I love it. What prompted you to move into brokering from sort of working in the in branch or in the in the bank world? Uh, basically be your own boss, um, own hours and unlimited earning potential. Right. And so it was 10 years ago when you got in, right? So when you left, when you were in the bank, were you in a salaried position or what was your pay structure like? Yeah, I was, I was making, you know, at the time at the bank, I think I was making 40,000 salary. You get your four week holidays because I was there seven or eight years and uh, it was just, it wasn't doing much for me. Not, not a lot of, um, you know, motivation, and uh, you just you're just a you know order taker basically, and mm-hmm. yeah, sales targets, and it was it's was just a lot of stress for not a lot of money, and uh, I just took the leap of faith. Right, that's good. Well, you know what? That's that's a uh, story I hear a lot. It's sometimes you got to leave that sort of comfort in order to get something bigger and better. So good for you. So um, yeah. b- before we dive into your story, I always like to ask about a success quote that's had an impact on your life or business. Can you share a quote that's really impacted you? I love how quotes are portable. They're memorable and you can use them sort of as a way to keep yourself on track. Absolutely. It's uh, the quote that it's always stuck in my head is from a young kid, my father, like our family was always involved in, in uh, riding horses and horses. So I've, I've been riding ponies and I used to show them and, and that. But anyway, when you have a young horse and it was a bit of a, a green horse, we call it, uh, I would, you know, you'd get bucked off or you'd fall off the horse. And the quote that always keeps me motivated and, and when I'm having a bad day, is my father says, you fall off the horse, you get right back up. So I'd fall on my head, I'd hurt my side, but I'd get right back up on the horse no matter what. So that way the horse knows that you're the boss. So that's helped me throughout my whole career. When you get kicked in the gut, you just, you know, I play a lot of hockey as well. You just, you keep, keep motivated, you keep positive and just keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. So how have you applied that uh, that principle to your business recently? Can you think of a situation where you felt like, you know, the horse kicked you in the head and you're like, uh, I'm getting back on? <laughs> Every day with these deals we get, Scott, um, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't let any deal die. Like I know you, you can beat another analogy is beating a dead horse, but I, I'm pretty tenacious. I, I, I like to spin a deal different ways. Um, and that's why I'm so busy. I'm pretty creative when it comes to getting a deal done. Um, but I just use that analogy every day. Just keep trying. And if it's done, done, but, uh, just, I just, I just keep trying because people give up too easy mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I don't give up very easy. So even though people think, uh, it's no shot, I keep trying. Right. That's awesome. So yeah, Another thing I've noticed talking to successful uh, entrepreneurs and mortgage brokers is that failure happens. It's never fatal, but there's always a lesson in it looking back. So can you share an example of something that you failed at, but now looking back, there was a lesson in it for you? 
Oh, a hundred percent. I remember when I was going through the, the banking, you know, everybody wants to move forward in the bank to move up and get paid more. But I was at a crossroads when I was, I was just in the sales department. And, and if you got your CSC, which is your Canadian securities mm-hmm. and your ethics, you'd get a big raise. Right. So I'm like, Oh, you know, you're focused on the money and that big raise. So I would do these courses and I'll be honest, Scott, I was horrible. I failed them twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, this is crap. I don't want to do this anymore. So I was really discouraged. But uh, one of my good managers says, Bernie, you're really good at sales. So just focus on what you love. And then I got, for some reason, I got into the credit department. Mm-hmm. And that's where my whole career just took off. I just, I loved credit. And uh, my, my, my sales career flourished from there. And that's where I found the love of the mortgage mortgage game. Right. So lending money. Like Peter Mayton says, he likes, he'd rather give people money than ask them for it. Absolutely. So that was my, my learning thing. So I knew I knew uh, being a financial planner or a uh, investor guy is, is not for me. Uh, it was definitely uh, the lending game was was for me. I just didn't know exactly how I was going to apply that. Right. Oh, that's awesome. So I yeah. noticed talking to successful brokers uh, that they have, always have systems and processes. They don't just show up and hope for the best. They have you know, and they're willing to tweak and adjust those processes. So can you share an example of an administrative process that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like, and then an adjustment you made in the outcome you got? Yeah, there's. You know, I'm always trying when you're busy, you always want to kind of tweak your process and, and always be open to that. But, but recently, uh, with me and my assistant, we've we've had a, you know, the big thing is when you have so many files on your desk, you don't want to touch them so many times. So we've uh, we, we came up with this uh, uh, system where when I get a file on my desk and it's committed and you get a commitment from a lender, we give like a shopping list email, which I'm sure a lot of brokers do, but I give a detailed list of every single document that's required. Even when you say bank statement, Scott, I say, please ensure your name is on the bank statement. So mm-hmm. that's how detailed the list is. So I'll send them like five or six or seven things. And when they come in to sign with me, they bring everything, majority of them do. And then you have a complete file a lot quicker. That way it's not as much time. And then my system's not chasing paper after uh, because I've noticed a huge increase in efficiencies by doing that in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And also when you gather all those completed documents, I've also found that if you send that complete file to the lender, they're more, and it's, it just seems to be a more seamless process to get a broker complete because you're not having all these trickle emails. And then the fulfillment people at those lenders, they just they hate those trickle emails, right? You can talk to them. They just hate that. So mm-hmm. try and have complete files as quick as you can is my kind of my game plan. Right. And, and I'm that, sure that's other brokers too. Right. No, that's good stuff. So, and these, are they obviously, they're all templated, these emails that you use, or do you use software? What do you do to, the, to communicate that? <laughs> no, I, I have a fantastic assistant that used to be my manager at, at one of my, my old jobs, but uh, he just reads through the commitment and then he'll, you know, how it says, broker condition or and he'll just write down uh like on a list on a on a little note i don't have any templates but i probably could get a template but honestly scott templates are no good because every deal is different nowadays Mm -hmm. so you could get a business yourself person or someone that's been at their job eight months and every lender requires different things too right right so he just his job and that's his job is to read through the commitment and give me a detailed list of what's needed and he just builds them for you yep it's so on a per deal basis when right. it ends up on my desk, I look at it and then he'll send the email out with and I'll just go through it and then we send an email out. It's and very, you, very quick and efficient. Do you meet your clients face to face or because there's some brokers I find are like primarily online, you know, and or phone and email. Do you? Uh, uh, no, sir, my friend, 100% 
face-to-face, I find that's the best. It's been very successful for me for my, my career. And I actually do, not as much as I used to, but I actually travel a lot outside of London. Mm-hmm. I'm actually from Aurelia, which is just north of north of Toronto. Uh, and I have clients all over southwestern Ontario. And once again, going back to my, my young years, I always loved being a traveling salesman. I sell money. So mm-hmm. I, I like getting out of the office, go for a couple hours and, uh, you know, go for a drive to Kitchener or, you know, Hamilton or just outside of Chatham or North London. It, it just, you get out of the, you know, you get out of the office and it clears your mind. It's, it's great. But uh, I do meet with them all face to face. So will you go to like another, like to Kitchener and meet somebody or when you're going there, you're meeting multiple people? Uh, it depends. Uh, that's another thing. I, I try and be more strategic with my time. If I have a couple clients, I try and line them up. So if I have one in Woodstock, and Kitchener, I'll try and get them on the same day. Uh, but I'll go right to their homes. I, I don't do a lot of the Tim Horton thing, coffee shop, sign. I like to go right to their home. That way, they usually have a scanner or something. Or if you, you know, nowadays we can take picture of documents. But uh, if I'm going to their home, I set the expectation that I need copies of, you know, X, Y, and Z paperwork. Mm-hmm. And okay, just you brought something up. So when you scan, what program are you using to do those scans if you go to someone's place and they don't have? Well, I have a portable uh, laptop and scanner that I bring with me, but majority of the times people are, uh, you know, now with technology, people are, are up with it and they, they have all the documents I need. Okay. Cool. But I will bring a, I do have a portable scanner with laptop. I know I don't have an iPhone. I'm a Blackberry guy. So uh, it's, it's, I know. Oh, that's pretty old school, man. It's like, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not very old, but I'm a, uh, I'm an old school kind of business person. <laughs> right. You got to wind those up, don't you? Those Blackberries. You're just like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, easy now. I know. So I also noticed that successful mortgage brokers have a sales process, so they don't just sort of hope for the best. So, and they're also willing to adjust those sales processes. Can you share an example from your sales process that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like, and then adjustment that you made? Well, the one thing I I was kind of uh, letting go, and then I think we all do this because when you get so busy, is the follow up after the deal closes. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be the most important part of the whole transaction above and beyond getting it approved. Um, just even if it's a text or a phone call, I try and call everyone after, but I've just started this whole um, uh, thank you cards. Now, some people may think that's stupid or a waste of time and money, but it's just a simple thank you card. I sign it and I say thank you for your business. And that has improved my referrals huge mm-hmm. because that's just that extra touch that those clients like. And uh, it just has improved my business for the last, I've been doing it for the last few months and it's really, really turn things around. And are you sending thank yous to the people who refer you or the people that do business with you? Everyone. Both? Everyone. The majority of the, is, is obviously the clients, but I'll, I'll also send like, if I have a new realtor that sends me a referral, I'll send them a thank you card and maybe a, a you know, a Tim Hortons gift card or something, or let's meet for coffee sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, I send it to, uh, you know, referral sources and clients. Of course, majority of them are clients, but even the referral sources too. I, I got a really nice, uh, very slick, easy thank you card. Right, that like you can use. For, and is it branded yeah, and stuff? Yeah, branded with my name, my cl- you know, my, my company, everything. Mm-hmm. And then do you always include something or is it sometimes it's just the message, no... No, just, like no, no. It's usually just a message, but sometimes you know, depending on what it is, I'll maybe send it. Uh, even if a, a person was declined, I'll send them a, a thank you card, and uh, that way we can work on their credit or something. But uh, no, I don't always include something. It just depends on the situation. Okay, so I have another question for you. Uh, what's the one sure. thing that you've changed in your business or done to your business in the last year that's made a big difference that you think? Uh, well, the biggest thing is actually people may think it's crazy, but I, I hired a 
a business consultant that's helped me oversee my business and uh, help me think outside the box. Because I think the problem with brokers is when they're so busy, they just focus on the day-to-day activity and not the big picture. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hired this consultant that's come in and, and helped me for the last six months. And uh, um, I have more free time now to, to focus on my relationships with my referral sources, building my book of business, and uh, using my assistant more effectively. Uh, you know, we're type A personalities, Scott, so I just, I'm a control freak. I need to let go of some of that. And he's really helped me focus on the bigger picture and where I want to drive this bus. Like, mm-hmm. it's what, you know, I've been in business long enough. You can only do so much. Like, what's your vision? What's your, you know, game plan? You know, we all want to make lots of money, but it's not maybe everyone's cup of tea. Um, but so that's really helped me become more focused with my business, how I want to grow it and where I want to take it if I want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been a, a very, very good process. I recommend that people, you know, it's investing in yourself. I know it's not a cheap process, but I think of that as an investment in your, your business. Right. Can you give an example of one thing maybe that you are doing differently because of the consultant's advice? I have like a, a Monday meeting with my assistant. We go through my like, the current deals on the table and we go through it. We have these more communication, I guess is what, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's one thing we've, we've implemented. We've also implemented uh, some web. I got a new website. Uh, he helped me develop a new website because I think that's the future as well. I was never big into the website, but it just adds credibility. And then just following up with, with clients, giving them emails with uh, some tips and tricks and just adding to that customer service experience. And mm-hmm. it's really grown my business and and just focusing on being more efficient. I think if you if you have a, a focus, it's it makes you help your business grow. Right, right. Totally. You got to that's awesome. So I've also yeah. I've also noticed talking to mortgage brokers, there's a lot of talk lately about diversifying income. So you know, cross selling other products and services. So I wanted to ask where you if you're um, is that something you're focusing on? Because I found that there's two camps. One camp is like no, just stick to mortgage broker. Another camp says yes, you need to diversify. So where are you at on that? And if you are diversifying, what are you focusing on? Uh, that's a great question, Scott. Uh, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I love mortgages. I don't love insurance. And when I worked at TD Bank, I was the number one mortgage sales guy and I was the worst insurance sales guy. I got in crap all the time. But anyway, we all need insurance and that's part of the game. But to answer your question is, I feel like I just diversify my mortgage business because I love it. So I do some private stuff, I do some A stuff, and I love the B stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm more diversifying the types of mortgages I do because I think there's different revenue streams from that. Mm-hmm. Because if you get a B business, like say you get someone that's in trouble, you get them into a one or two year mortgage with an equal bank or a home trust, that client's going to come back. So that's kind of like a, another revenue stream because you're going to keep that client for right. a few years, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my focus. Now, one of my secrets to success is I have a lot of financial planners that send me business. So I'm not going to step on their toes and mm-hmm. sell insurance. Right. Because they sell insurance, right? So I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. So uh, it's been very successful. They send me a ton of business and I just focus on the mortgages because I love it so much. Right. And just out of curiosity, what's your kind of split of A to B, do you think? Just a... It's probably a 60-40, 60A, 40B. Right. So uh, it depends. Some months it's a lot higher, but overall I do do a lot of, uh, you know, the more B stuff for the more tougher to, to place. Mm-hmm. But I find those clients got to be, I call it sticky, right? They're right. Gonna, if you help them out, they're going to love you forever. Right. And they're going to tell all their friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So 
I tell other brokers, don't be scared of it. Just dive in. Like people just don't, you know, when they talk about privates, they don't, people are scared and uh, it, don't be scared. It's, it's awesome. Right. That's awesome. So how do you balance running your mortgage practice and family and, and all the other commitments you have? Uh, well, don't ask my wife. <laughs> uh, no, I have a Blackberry. That's how I manage it. Oh, right. When you wind it up and then you're like, oh, I know exactly where I need to be right now. Uh, no, to be quite honest, working with this consultant, not with another one of my, my focuses is I'm trying to balance my work life and family. And by becoming more efficient and developing new processes, I'm trying to, my kids are young. I need to be at home a little more. But let's face it, when you own your own brokerage or your own business, mortgage business, we're on the phone all the time because we're just as good as the next, you know, your last deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you don't want to let those referral sources down. And, uh, but it, it, that, it's a very, very hard balance. And I'll be 100% honest, it's, it's tough, but I'm, I'm working at becoming better and better at it. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's never balance is is uh, tough to achieve, but um. yeah, it's my wife's very supportive, um, mm-hmm. and my kids are too. And and uh, you know, this time of year when it's busy with purchases, I try and make it home for supper. And even if I, I schedule appointments, I try and schedule them after seven thirty eight, so I can at least go home, have dinner with my family, and then I'll come back to the office. Right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a tough, tough, tough balance. I once read a quote that said that even a man standing on one foot is in balance. So I was like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 a tough one. Tough. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move to rapid fire questions. You can answer these with shorter answers if you like. So what's the number one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? Fear. Okay, I'm no. supposed to be a short answer, but fear of what? Fear of rejection. Fear of learning new things. Fear of the unknown. And uh, like I said, when I started, I just asked so many questions. I called underwriters, BDMs. I learned the B business. I was, I just, I wasn't scared of it. And don't be scared of, you know, even commercial. I do commercial stuff. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but you know what? You just dive in and give it a shot. Right. I closed a $2.3 million uh, commercial building last year. Mm-hmm. So you know what? It can be done. Right. That's awesome. So don't be scared. So what one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? Uh, the biggest thing is honesty and integrity. I'm I'm always doing what's right for the client no matter what. If it's someone's, you know, porting and extending, doing a blend, don't always think about how many bits you're going to make on the deal. Uh, that's I'm, I'm always trying to do the right thing for the client. That's my biggest habit is do the best thing. Because you know what? It's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have an internet resource or software program you use to make your business more successful? No. <laughs> A BlackBerry. Uh, <laughs> I have a BlackBerry and I have an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, no, that's something that I'm working on uh, developing in a, a CRM program as well. And I really need to focus on that because, you know, I got a lot of clients and, and they they need to be touched. And mm-hmm. we both know that's, that's our bread and butter. And once you have a client base, you should be fine with your business, but you need to stay in touch with them. So that is my number one priority this year with my consultant to work on that. Mm-hmm. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The Secret. And uh, so, so this is the last question, one of my favorites, the DeLorean question. Remember the movie Back to the Future? Yes. And so remember the car, you get the DeLorean set the time. So if I could put you in the DeLorean, set it to 10 years ago, and you could travel back and have a 15-minute chat with yourself to give, to give yourself some advice to have a bigger, better business today, what three things would you tell yourself? The first thing is remain as organized as possible. The second one is to always communicate with your clients from start to finish. Even if you don't have an answer back from your your lenders or or banks, just give them a quick, hey, we're working on it. Just uh, don't leave them in the dark. Don't let them go two or three days or even a day without communication because that was one of my problems earlier on. And my biggest one is don't over-promise and under-deliver. 
that is words to live by. Right. So especially with this day and age, with all the tightening of the rules, I just, uh, you know, don't overpromise and underdeliver because people just, you're setting yourself up for failure when you do that. Right. No matter what. That's awesome advice. No matter so, what. Yeah. Bernie, I really appreciate your time today. Where can people find you online? How, oh, just ask Bernie.ca. That's how they can find me. And are you guys hiring at all? Uh, I'm always looking for, for good, hardworking individuals that want to grow their own mortgage business. Absolutely. Uh, so if anybody listening to this, you can get links to the uh, show notes as well as um, everything that we talked about, link to Bernie's website. Bernie, I really appreciate your time, man. I hope you continue to crush it the rest of this year. Awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate the, the opportunity and uh, I wish everyone the best. And uh, like I say, I love mortgage brokering just like you do. So it's all awesome. good. Thanks, Bernie. All right. Thanks. The only podcast for brokers by brokers. I Love Mortgage Brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.